right. Thank you so much for your time and for coming on the podcast, Maris. Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone who you are and what do you do? Sure. Well, thank you, Hamilton, for having me on the podcast, first and foremost. Uh, My name is Maris Smith, and I am the Director of Marketing for the Virginia Stage Company. Awesome. And tell us a little bit about maybe your background, like going into this, like what type of... uh, like what kind of upbringing did you have? Like what, what were you doing, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, as a kid? Absolutely. Uh, I was born and raised in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, growing up in the D.C. metro area, we were very fortunate to have, um, be surrounded by a lot of arts and, and theater. Um, and then had the, the Kennedy Center bring in the big Broadway shows coming down there. And um, my mother, uh, before she met my father, was a uh, bro- actress on Broadway um, in the chorus, a hoofer as we call them. And uh, my father ended up being a um, campaign marketing manager for uh, mostly primarily political campaigns, but he also did some nonprofit work as well. So I kind of, even though tried to be a rebel in my teenage years, it turns out I kind of ended up exactly like the two of them, like a perfect mix. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, after growing up in the, the D.C. area, I made my way up to uh, New Jersey for school, a small uh, liberal arts college called Drew University in uh, Madison, New Jersey. It's a suburb of New York City. And that's where I kind of got my start in marketing. I started even in college, I was work, there was uh, two uh, nonprofit professional theaters on the right next to the campus of Drew University, one being the Shakespeare Theater of New Jersey, and another one called Playwrights Theater. So I was doing all sorts of odd jobs uh, for them, uh, working in the box office. I drove the equity van, which is uh, transportation they offered for the actors that most live and work in New York City to come do a show. Um, so I was driving that big van uh, down the turnpike in the middle of the night. So you've um, got some skills. Oh yeah, Any, I mean the, the glamorous life of nonprofit theater. You kind of have to roll up your sleeves and, and do whatever it takes to get the job done. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, my, my first sort of job was with a, a nonprofit organization that was a service provider for all the professional theaters in the state of New Jersey. Um, and they're called the New Jersey Theater Alliance. So started out in that office and was in the marketing department there. And basically, um, we were we weren't working. We were working directly with the theaters and being sort of a support system for whatever they needed. So in New Jersey, it's a very small state. You can drive it, as you as you know, you can yeah. you can drive it in like a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And um, they have everything from large theaters like the Paper Mill Playhouse that primarily does musicals and a lot of pre-Broadway uh, musicals try out there. Um, and then there's there's like mom and pop shops, like there's the Eastland Theater Company, which is always near and dear to my heart in Cape May, New Jersey. And they operate on the summer times only and um, out of a church on the side of the street and do sort of Victorian themed uh, plays. So it's cool. kind of like cool, yeah. It's a great smattering and a smorgasbord. Um, to kind of get to know those types of theaters. Um, From there, I ended up going to a digital marketing agency that was a startup at the time. Now they're pretty established and they were primarily doing uh, digital marketing for Broadway shows and live entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then uh, that's where I really got my feet wet and experience in all aspects of digital marketing, especially being from 
a startup, again, even though I was in client services, I was also the person putting together the media plan. I was creating and curating the content for all their social channels. Um, I was doing website maintenance and a little bit of website building, uh, email strategy and content creation. Um, so yeah, and, and QAing, pixel placing, and, and then from there learning about analytics and how to, uh, how to, to sort of like read your audience online and figure out their behavior and then how best to target them and bring in more butts and seats, as we say. Yeah, um, we say it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then and then from there, I finally ended up at an organization called Broadway Across America. They are the largest presenters of touring Broadway in the country um, and Canada. And um, I I was their uh, director of interactive services, so uh, kind of built their digital marketing department from the ground up. Um, and, and that's and then I wanted to take a change of pace um, after working in commercial Broadway for uh, almost a decade. Uh, I, I, my family is down here in Norfolk, Virginia now, and this job opened up at Virginia Stage Company, and I thought, why not? And and it's really great to kind of be back um, involved in the in the direct product again, which is pretty cool. Um, we are the only producers. We're the only uh, professional producing house in the region, um, which means there are presenting houses and producing houses. And uh, a presenting house is like the Virginia Arts Festival and Chrysler Hall, for example, where they're booking um, shows that have already been established and built and companies like ballet tour tours or Broadway shows that are touring. Um, we, we, build, we choose a season, we select a season, and, and we start from the ground up. So we hire the directors, we hire the creative team, we audition cast members, um, and build the sets, and, and strike the sets when we're done. Wow. Yeah. And that happens literally right over at the house. It's literally happening right now as we speak. We're building, we, have a, we have a shop attached to the theater, and um, <clears throat> they are fast and furiously building a set right now as we speak. Love it. Yeah. So, all right, let's go back a little bit to your uh, first introduction into digital marketing a little mm -hmm. bit. So you worked in uh, digital. What kind of things were you doing? Um, you know, you mentioned emails. I think you mentioned uh, pixels and some of this. Maybe talk a little bit about, like, maybe around the year range of what that was and, like, what was, like, seen as, like, <laughs> digital marketing like then compared to maybe like now like maybe expand on that a little bit sure um yeah that was around 2008 2009 when i officially started with uh situation interactive and it was funny we were kind of the the redheaded stepchild of uh the marketing agencies and departments um with that a broadway producer will hire his team and there's there's press and there's separate agencies that just do press um, there are, especially for Broadway, it's such a niche market. There was literally only about two or three big uh, eight marketing agencies that, that handled Broadway shows. Um, and at the time, they did not have a digital department at all. And it was, you know, booking billboards and the, designing the key art. Um, and then they would work with a press rep or a press agency who handled the uh, TV uh, pitching it as a story absolutely to cover. right and um, so it was it was a very intimidating 
to be sitting in a room with about 30 people and having the lead producers asking all of the marketing departments to go around and talk about what they're working on. And somehow, I don't know why, I always ended up sitting next to the press guy who has the, the coolest stuff to talk about. And he would be talking about these uh, stars, these big Broadway stars, and oh, they we're gonna go on Good Morning America tomorrow. And then we're gonna do the, the Broadway circuit and a live Bryant Park performance. And then they'd turn to me and go, that's great, digital? And I'd say, well, your Landing search, pages. yeah, your SEM ROI is really strong right now. Um, <laughs> that was basically kind of what uh, we, we turned it into. But it, what a client of mine, I always laugh, this is a very big Broadway, uh, well-known show that's still on Broadway right now. Um, when they came and hired us, they said, I don't understand anything about digital. I don't understand anything about social, but I understand that it's very important. So have at it, help us. And um, that was sort of like the fun challenge that I would get talking to people who really didn't understand it. But then once you started to prove and see ticket sales and actually show them the, the customer journey online, um, people started to really wake up and, and respect it. And now, um, you, everybody's budgeting for digital first. Um, you, if you do not have a digital strategy in place or, or have people who understand and digital marketing very well, um, it could be detrimental to your business, as you, as you know. Is it a lot of, I mean, because back then there's no, there is a Facebook ad product or maybe there's a very early, early... It was like those side rails, remember the, the, yeah, the side rails of the little ads? Those. And then you've got <laughs> Google was still gone. So oh, you, yeah. Or you had PPC stuff. Mm -hmm. like, is that the kind of stuff that you were doing that was driving... What do you think was like really making tickets sell? Well, we would work on every... It depended on every show. Um, every show is, has a different sort of audience and niche group um, but what and especially Broadway New York City market is so much different than say here in Norfolk um, it's it just really kind of like being having that creativity to be able to be that nimble and kind of look at the data to see what the what the story is um, for us um, we were able to track and see the customer journey from the first awareness campaign, say a display ad, everybody knows what a display banner looks like on on a website. Um, most people don't interact with them anymore. Nobody clicks on them anymore because they know what it is. So it's an ad piece. Yeah, it's like, uh, go away. However, um, we can still track that first exposure down to, okay, then maybe they watched some video content on YouTube to learn it. And then maybe they, they went to our website, they Googled a website to look at tickets and pricing. And, um, you know, most, most people, it's, what's the statistic? Like 98% of your tra first website traffic, they don't convert. Yep. Um, so you have to stay in, on top of them, um, in front of mind. And, um, and so just being able to show um, clients that they need that full journey, because um, most of the time the inkling would be, well, your branded SEM, which is what the name is included in the in the search, um, that's that's returning the highest. Um, we're seeing the most money in that, so and why don't we the name of the actual mm -hmm. show, right? Um, and uh, and um, usually people would say after that, okay, let's cut all of that banner display and social and just focus on SEM branded because that's giving us the most bang for our buck. But being able to say, well, you still need that awareness. You still need that initial 
customer journey. Absolutely, um, to get their foot in the door and get them to keep thinking about it. So even though the last the last ad um, that got the credit uh, is usually the one the last one they were exposed to, um, we shouldn't ignore the, the the piece the element that got them in the door in the first place. Yep. And when you moved on from there, you had to set up your own team from scratch. So like. Mm-hmm. What type of hires did you make, or like, who were your first people that started in that? You know, how did you kind of do that? Um, I looked for uh, people. You know, it's funny. I always um, this is the nerd in me. I I, I read job descriptions um, that are getting posted, and it seems like a lot of people are looking for entry level people who have the full experience of a digital agency, like must know content creation, must know how to update websites, must know how to like send email. It's like, okay, that's like three different jobs, people. Um, So I would always, with my expectations, I was looking for somebody um, who doesn't necessarily have like an internship experience at a digital agency or or marketing per se, but somebody who was smart enough and and also a willingness to learn. Um, that's that's a, cur- a curiosity. There had to be some kind of a curiosity there um, when I would look for new hires. And I had to pat myself on the back, but I think I, I had some pretty good hires back then in the day. Um, and it's just also, especially when you're in digital marketing, um, you have to be nimble enough to adjust in real time or something might go wrong, a website could crash, ticketing platforms going on on sale could crash and you just have to have someone who can pivot and and take that kind of pressure and be able to run with it and not completely implode (laughs) how many people did you have working for you um it depended at the agency i was usually managing around a team of two or three per broadway show um and then when i got to broadway across america I was managing about a team of six to eight people and then would be sort of the, I acted as um, sort of like the consultant to the local regional marketing teams that are at the performing arts centers across the country. Yeah. And so fast forward kind of current day, mm-hmm. you know, still relatively new role, but um, <laughs> Month five. Yeah. Long time's going by. Yeah. How are you spending your time now? Like, what's working from a top of funnel perspective? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. digital stuff seems like it's advanced, you know, quite a bit, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like there's some things going on Facebook, Instagram. Absolutely. You know. And what, it's what do you think? it's uh, it's it. it's so funny because um, I've I, I am I'm spending this time right now just kind of really getting to know the community and getting to know the audience and what the ticket buyer looks like. Um, this is definitely a what we would call a late uh, a late ticket buyer market. Um, people don't like to plan too far in advance because I and it makes sense this weather just experiencing this winter weather. Um, I've lived through all four seasons in one day, and um, I don't know which coat to leave out and which one to put in storage. Um, so I, I get it. So this is more, this is a, a market for people who are trying to keep their days as nimble and open as possible, um, which is totally understandable but terrifying as a marketer because you see these ticket sales coming in and. Um, everything starts to kick in sort of like a couple weeks before 
the show actually comes into, we we're ready to start performances. Um, what was he, what was your question? Oh, no, just <laughs> like, what do you think is working to sell the tickets to be good marketing wise? Mm-hmm. What's working well? Yeah. So I, it's, I've seen definitely a, a very impactful campaigns with social. Um, nowadays people don't really, when you ask them, how did you hear about us? It's either word of mouth, a friend, or online. And mm-hmm. they don't even, it's, no one's gonna say, that was a great 300 by 250 banner ad that I, that I was served. Yep. Um, they're, they're meshing in social, website, email, everything. This, if, it had, if it happened on their phone, if it happened um, on, their, on, their, on their laptop, then um, that's, they're just gonna say it's online. Um, but we've seen, I've seen a great uh, return of a, a great ROI on social. I think that's that's where our audience is, and being able to um, target by based on consumer behavior and our past ticket buyers. Um, once somebody has seen a show, it's much more easier to convince them to come back, as opposed to trying to reach someone who's never been to a theater before or who just never grew up with that. Um, so yeah, I've seen some, I've been doing some different tactics and playing around and experimenting. Um, but definitely, uh, I would say social is our, our bread and butter, so to speak, when it comes to digital. Perfect. Um, who do you go to? If anyone, do you have like any mentors or anyone that's, you know, been in this business forever and you just go and talk to them or how do you think about, uh, mentors yeah I do I've, I've been fortunate to have some really great uh, mentors and teachers in my life um, a lot of them are still based in New York and they're running their own theater companies or still at the digital agency um, I have colleagues as well who we've all kind of grew up working in at, at various levels in digital agencies so um, I actually have a very good friend of mine who's the marketing director for Roundabout Theater in New York, which is another nonprofit professional theater. It um, does have a Broadway house as well. And so she's kind of been my go-to. We're on the same ticketing platform. Uh, same, you know, it doesn't matter what the size of the nonprofit is. It's the same growing pain, same. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's really, she's been, uh, she's been very gracious in answering a lot of my questions and, and, um, and being my support system there as well. So what do you uh, talk about some of the shows maybe that maybe have happened maybe since you've come in or like what do you kind of what's cooking right now? Sure yeah I mean it's this is the kind I mean this is what I live for I love theater and I know I know the the impact and uh, the significance of of just growing up with theater Um, it teaches you empathy teaches you how to be a human and I think that's, especially in this sort of digital first age, I think it's more important than ever. Um, so currently right now, and what I really found interesting about this particular theater, um, Virginia Stage Company, usually a nonprofit uh, professional theater is founded by a team or an artistic director who has this very specific vision that usually is something to serve the community. So it, it could be like, we only do playwrights of Irish American descent, um, or or we only do classic shows like a Shakespeare theater. We only do dead playwrights. Um, so here, because we are the only professional producing house in the region in this immediate area, 
Um, this theater was established by a group of Hampton Roads residents who knew that there needed to be a theater here. And so our, our mission and our seasons are very diverse. Um, we'll always have a big well-known musical, for example, and then we'll do a modern playwright, and then we'll do a classic, um, or then we'll do a American uh, classic playwright, uh, something that you studied in high school, or you know things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, just trying to find, and as we are, I don't know when this will come out, but we are currently working fast and furiously to get our new season announced, um, even though it's February right now. Um, because you want you want our people when you experience theater there's nothing more there's nothing more inspiring when you're sitting there and you have a good theater experience and um, we want to capitalize on that and make sure that while people are still feeling great from this current season that they're experiencing we want them to come back for for next year as well um, so we've we've right now um, we've gotten all the shows we figured out um, we have reached out and secured all the rights and royalties from the various um, uh, uh, companies that own the rights to the to the scripts and so now we are in the process and we've got it all now scheduled out so that we have a sense of when we need to start building the sets which means we need to hire the carpenters um, when do we open our front of house, which means we need to make sure that we have box office staffed and, and trained, and when, when do we bring in our volunteer ushers and things like that. There's, there's a lot of moving pieces that people are just not aware of behind the scenes when they come into a theater to just see a show. Um, so now that we have that all in place, we are gearing up for the big announcement. You kind of hit on it, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit on, like, what does, like, the team look like over there right now, like, the theater, like, is it, like, how many people are, <laughs> I guess, in the box office working, how many people are in, you know, some kind of production capacity, how many people mm -hmm. are doing marketing, like, maybe kind of broadly, yeah. like, how is everything organized? Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't have, I don't have an exact number off the top of my head, but there are various departments we have um so there's production and they're the ones that handle the uh the set designers the carpenters um we have a props master her job is to literally work with the set designer and then go around and find the the perfect specific uh props for and furniture pieces that they have um come up in their set design uh, for example, we had to find um, this upcoming show we're doing takes place in a Florida bar, and so the set designer needed neon signs. Um, and the only stipulation was the signs needed to be of um, alcohol that is still current, no busted brands or anything, because this is taking place in modern times. Um, and we ended up, uh, it became a challenge for her because the um, apparently ABC laws here just uh, distilleries are not allowed to distribute uh, those neon signs to restaurants and bars mm. around here. Interesting. So that was, yeah, so she had to go to North Carolina to find uh, a distillery and find um, neon signs that way. So there's all sorts of weird challenges and quirks to everybody's jobs that I just find so fascinating. But uh, back to your point, there is, um, we have a marketing team, obviously, we have artistic director and under him is sort of 
where the company manager whose job it is to make sure that the actors um, and the talent that we're bringing in, because um, most of these people come from out of town, they come from New York, Chicago, LA, the, the, the towns that have more steady work for professional theater um, people. And um, he's, he's got to make sure that they're comfortable, that they have apartments, they have everything they need for their apartment, because they're going to be living here temporarily. Um, for a little time and uh, then we've also have an education department which I haven't even touched upon and you should definitely bring back some of those people for your podcast I think they would be very interesting to tell their story yeah Um, and they're the ones that that service the community and outreach and we make sure we're we're launching we're in the process of launching our our school tour right now we're doing a comedy of errors and um, this production is meant to be um, can be produced anywhere can we have a a big van that we load up a simplified set Um, the actors who also can play musical instruments like just all get in there and we bring the show to you so whether it's for a school or a library or any type of community that just can't afford to come see us um, at the Wells Theater they can go they can book this show and we will come to them and do this performance for them Hmm. So there's all sorts of things happening right now. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, this has been great. I appreciate you for kind of sharing uh, what's happening and giving us the pearls of wisdom here. Um, what are you, I guess, what are you kind of most proud of over your career? Oh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I would say, and this is funny, this is kind of a, a story I brought up in my interview um, with the Virginia Stage Company because they kind of asked me the same thing. And I know I'm supposed to say the campaign that made the most amount of money for a show um, or a time that we sold out a house, but honestly, it's my favorite moments and the moments I'm most proud of in my, camp- in my career have been um, getting to actually help a person or a family and see the impact of bringing a live performance to someone or getting someone access to tickets who normally traditionally probably couldn't either afford it or just um, accessibility-wise just couldn't get there. Um, Being able to to do things like that for people um, really just kind of inspires my soul and reinvigorates like why it, it it makes up for the late nights in the office or late nights after a show to help strike down a set and and things like that just just being able to see that you've made a positive impact in somebody else's life um who is just as inspired and in love with this art form has been um truly a magical moment for me perfect well where can the listeners follow you and connect with you Sure, I am, well, I am everywhere. Um, if you, I'm on Facebook because I am that demographic, that, that woman's age. <laughs> um, but you can also find me on LinkedIn at Maris Smith. Um, and I'm on Instagram as well, MC Smith and Twitter. Yeah, just, or send me an email, msmith at vastage.org. All right, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, Hamilton.